Welcome to the all-new Kingdom Mandate Podcast. We address biblical principles that promote the kingdom of God and how they apply to our everyday lives at home, at work, and in the community. You're about to join our hosts, Pastor Reggie Davis and Derek Turner, for an uplifting time of teaching, conversation, and empowerment. Thank you for tuning in. Join us weekly and invite a friend. Be blessed and welcome. There's a football player. And very, very um, Hall of Famer. Um, and during his young career, okay. he was a wild child. Like I'm yeah. talking about, you know, had run-ins with the police and, okay. you know, into drugs and, you know, just all the wrong, all the things that will derail an NFL yeah. career. Yeah. Um, and what they, and I remember talking to a couple people about that in just the situation and saying to myself, how do you, Put yourself in position to make millions of dollars and live well the rest of your life yeah. and squander it, you know, on bad behavior. Oh, yeah. And uh, and when we talk about how money is an intensifier, we talk about hedonistic desires, sure. like like James, sure. this this version of scripture we just yeah. read yeah. that, yeah. you know, I mean, we talk about how, you know, how do you how do you put yourself in position to squander, wow. you know, an opportunity of a lifetime? You know, to set your family up for generations to come uh, by by just indulging in right. certain behaviors. And what we talked about was the fact that money is an intensifier. Sure. Oh yeah. Money is it's like lighter fluid on a fire. It, All day. You know, it, it it will bring out whatever's already inside of you. And so, right. if, if you're a fool when you're making thirty thousand. You're gonna be an even bigger fool when you're making thirty million, because because now you have the means. You have what seems like unlimited means to be as foolish as you like to be. Yeah. You know, some of us, some of us, we're only as foolish as our financial means allow us to be. There you go. And, and some people need to thank God. Right. <laughs> In their financial right. means. Right. Because if they're financially. <laughs> If, if an owner of an NFL team yeah. could be flying to see his team play in a championship game right. and say, hey, y'all, make a <laughs> make a left at Albuquerque. <laughs> like, you remember Bugs Bunny? <laughs> he said, I should have made a left at Albuquerque. You know, he's going through the ground and land in Atlanta because I'd like to, you know, pay a visit to, you know. You know, and 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 satisfy my hedonistic desires, and then we'll go on out to Kansas City and do what we do. You know, oh. <laughs> only only the owner of a private jet, the owner of a private jet <laughs> can make yeah, that kind of right. choice. Right. You know, so our financial means will sometimes help to keep our <laughs> desires in check. Keep us in check. Yeah, man. Don't come on. I mean, yeah. hey. and that's and that's. The, the essence of James James 4, 3 here. I mean, we, we pray for stuff, but you're praying for it amiss because you're saying, you know, God knows your heart. He knows if you get this, if he allows you to have this thing that you're asking for, right? it can ultimately destroy you. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. And you, when you go down to verse 4, it says, uh, you adulteresses, you know, wow. Yeah. Disloyal sinners, uh, flirting with the world and breaking your vow to God. Two things that you can't do both. Can't do both. Believers have to wake up and realize you can't do both. Mm. Yeah, it, it, I mean, you're either going to be in or you're going to be out. 
Uh, but it says flirting with the world and breaking your vow to God. Do you not know that being the world's friend, huh, that mm. is loving the things of the world, is being God's enemy? So you can't wow. love these things in the world. Uh, you got you. There's a balance. You got to strike that balance. You got to know how to deal. Um, but the the message is it's always undergirding mm. kingdom. Yeah, it is. It's it's there. It's like, <sighs> This is how yeah. we push it, man. You know. Yeah, you're right about that. So we go back to, are, are, are you, you know, did God lie? No, He didn't lie. You're still struggling. You got to go back and check yourself, find out if your if your prayers are personal for you, or are your prayers for this message of kingdom. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people can't. They can't. Their mind doesn't go there to accept that God will take care of you all of your needs according to his riches and glory right and that's in whatever lane whatever walk of life whatever profession whatever whatever you you know whatever you whatever your lifestyle whatever your life choices are right you know if you're if you're a a member of the the body of believers it counts It, it it applies it applies to you and, and I say this, you know, does God want us to have his very best? Absolutely does. He wants us to have his very best. And, and there's he, nothing wrong with having the very best he, of things. But he wants us to have his very best for his name's sake. Yeah, he has to get have, have you ever, and I know I, I, know I have, I, I, I know your parents, so I know that, I know you've had this conversation with them. <laughs> have your folks ever, when you were a kid, told you, don't you go out there and embarrass me. <laughs> you're right. I like it. That's, I like that's my going. name. I like where you're going. That's yeah. my name. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> you ruined my good so, name. So, right. So, so how much more <laughs> does the father, ex- you know, expect yeah, us to represent, represent him? His, that's right. You know, even in, even in the desires, you know, our, our desires and granting our desires. And yeah, you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. He wants us to have the very best of what he you know, Yeshua said, I, I've come that you can have life and have it more abundantly. He doesn't mind giving it to us. Right. But it's for his name's sake. It's for the it's for the sake of the kingdom. It's, you know, are you going to advance the kingdom with what I with the best of what I give you? Right, right. And if not, then I can't I can't give you the best of what I got so that you can go squander it. So you go squander, right. So you can't be caught in that gray area. Mm-hmm. You know, and in that gray area is struggle. In that gray area, there's the struggle. There's the struggle. That's that's where it is. And so yeah. you, you get that from, you know, your own personal endeavors. You, you get that from business. You get that from uh, even in the in the body of Christ, in the, in the church, you know, you get that. Uh, so it, it's important, man, that, you know, we're no longer just, you know, reading the word just for the sake of saying I read the word. Now we're reading the word to gain uh, revelation. Sure. Because without that revelation, we always say there's no manifestation. So you can you can read this without manifestation, and you'll just be going off of instinct. We said this before in another uh, episode. You, you know, you got to stop running off of instinct. Mm-hmm. In this world system, people run off of instinct. They go Absolutely. off of instinct. God doesn't. Yeah. He didn't call you and I to <clears> run <throat> off of that. Uh, we're led by by wisdom, His wisdom and spirit, and His wisdom is from above, not man's wisdom. So. Let's let's go, hmm. man. What, what other scriptures? We got a lot of scriptures. We got a, got a whole lot of them. Let's, let's go to uh First Corinthians chapter two. Uh, right. 
Let's go. I like it. First Corinthians chapter two. Let's see here. Let me touch it right here. Okay. We're talking about Paul. Paul. And I'm in the uh, New King James version. All right, you're in the New King James. I'm gonna keep the amp. I'm gonna keep the amplified going. Okay. And uh, that's two verse six. I'm gonna give you. You might even go backwards a little yeah, bit. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Back. Let's go back. You know what? Let's just start with Ruth one. And I come on down. We all right. Um, verse one, First Corinthians chapter two, verse one says, "And I, brethren, when I came to you, this is Paul. He says, I did not come with excellence of speech or wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him being crucified." Verse three says, "I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling." And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Now watch this, verse 5 is important. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. That right there is uh, a key. Uh, that's a, that's a, a key principle uh, in all of this. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Uh, in verse 6, we go to verse 6, spirit okay. of wisdom. You want to okay. jump in on that? Yeah, I, I want to jump in right there because I want to I want to turn back to uh-huh. like kind of what we've been talking about in terms of your vision, yep. in okay. terms of what God has given you to do. Mm-hmm. And we talk about things that can distract us from achieving yeah, the vision. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we talk about unsolicited wisdom. Oh, man. And we talk about the inf- and we talk about the influence of people that we respect. Um, because because this scripture here, uh, particularly right at the end of verse five, so that your faith doesn't rest on the wisdom and the rhetoric of men. This is the amplified. Amplified, okay. It's the wisdom and the rhetoric of men, but on the power of God. And oftentimes we, I mean, how many times do we fall victim to the wisdom of the people that we love? Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And 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 I don't know. And you know, I'll say it this way: I blame everybody. <laughs> we yeah. don't like to blame everybody involved. Yeah, everybody, but everybody involved is at fault with that one. Sure. Um, and you know, on on let's say if it's a parent or whatnot, mm. on that side they'll say, well, you know, we we we're just trying to guide you, love you, keep you, protect you. But then on the on the, the whoever God if God spoke it to you, then you yourself have been disobedient because. Uh, oftentimes, God doesn't give your parent the vision that He's given you, or or the mentor, whomever, mm. whoever God gives to Him, give it to a person. And they're sure some people can can will confirm a thing or whatnot, but because uh, we can talk about spiritual or natural parents, right, 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 right. You know, and so, and and oftentimes, and I'm gonna say it because oftentimes you can be under a leader. And you share that said vision with that leader. And that leader gives you advice that steers you away from said vision because they want you pushing theirs. They want you pushing theirs. And, and you know, mm, I didn't want to cut you off, but they want you. No, 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 no. They want you pushing theirs. But a lot of times the vision that God gives you is a place that that advice that you're receiving, they have no clue about. They've not Mm -hmm. experienced it. They don't know it. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like, you know, the person talking to you saying, hey, man, I I know how to make you a millionaire. 
my question is, well, are you a millionaire? Right. If you say I'm right. a millionaire, how can you make me a millionaire? How are you going to make me a millionaire, right? Absolutely. So a lot of times, you know, God will speak a thing to you. He's trying to get you to a, a, a better place. And a lot of times, only you can go and get it. Only you can go and do it because you're that vessel that's available to receive it. And you got to go get it, you know? Yeah. got to go get it. A- Abraham had to do it. Abraham, <laughs> Abraham, he had to go do it, didn't he? Absolutely. He had to get out and go. Absolutely. Absolutely. And get out of your father's house and take you out and go and go to a land that I will show you. So he didn't even say, go down here and make a left and right. tell you exactly where he was going. He had to, by faith. That's right. Walk it on out. Walk it on out. So, and no, it no, no. But he also had to forsake the advice of a lot of people who I'm sure he loved and who loved him. Oh, sure, of course. Family. Yeah, yeah. Family. Yeah. Amen. You're talking to somebody. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's it's a it's a it's a hurt it's a hurt piece, but oh yeah. It, you know, it, it works out for your good when you're obedient. Yeah, yeah but right, and then the end result when it works out, oh everybody loves you. Oh, oh absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I remember um and there's an area up here in Pittsburgh. And if there's anybody viewing this video from the city of Pittsburgh, everybody's familiar with the waterfront. And the waterfront is a commercial district. Um, a lot of main chain stores down there, large movie theater. I mean, it's, a, it's become a, over the last maybe 20, 25 years, it's really become, you know, a hub for, you know, all those, you know, it's a business district, you know, millions of dollars in the, into the community, jobs all over the place. Um, but before that, it was nothing. It was it was uh, the site where the old steel steel mills were and railroad tracks, and there was just nothing. You go across this, you know, the Homestead High Level Bridge, and it's just you know underneath it was just nothing, other than you know part of the you know the, the Monongahela River, and then just nothing but railroad tracks and old steel mills. And the the mayor of the city of Pittsburgh at the time, his man's name was uh, Tom Murphy. Um, had this vision of the waterfront and he had a lot of critics and a lot of people who said that will never work and when it and when the waterfront exploded everybody said well that's a great idea i'm glad i thought of it (laughs) you everybody kind of you know changed their tune right yeah you know and and i'm paraphrasing the story but it's it's nevertheless true how how that happened that's right and and that's how things happen man but as believers you gotta you have to go with what God is saying. Look at verse 6, man. Uh, we're talking about spiritual wisdom. Because a lot of times the wisdom that we're receiving from our loved ones and others, it's it's, it's personal. It's, it's uh, from a natural state, right? And which is fine. But when God gives you instructions, it's coming from, from the throne of God, right? So mm-hmm. verse 6 says, however, we speak wisdom among those who are mature. Yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for your glory. That's important. That's important. Mm. Which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Right? Right. Look at verse 10. I'm I'm, I'm skipping, but look at verse 10. Mm -hmm. It says, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. These mysteries, this wisdom. Mm -hmm. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. 11 says, for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. 
12 says, Now we have received, watch this, not the spirit of the world. So now we should be governing ourselves according to the, the senses, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. 14 says, But the natural man does not receive these things. He does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. You gotta be careful who you get uh, advice from. Hey, I got <laughs> I you gotta go. slide in here because the app the uh, amp, the <laughs> amplified gives it to you know, and I don't have to read the whole section yeah, that you read over again. Right, but uh 14, but the natural unbelieving man. Oh yeah does not accept the things, the teachings and revelations of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness, absurd and illogical to him. I'm just going to, for he is, and he is incapable of understanding him. That's. I ain't going to say it. You say it. I'm saying it. You you know. How many people have looked you in your face after you oh, shared yeah. your vision? And I'm not talking to, I'm not talking to Pastor Reggie, right? Because right. we've walked together for 30 years and we yeah. we've been there. Oh, yeah. I'm talking to the body of believers. I'm looking directly in the camera, and I'm talking. A lot of times, you all yeah. see me looking left and looking right because I have a Bible screen over here and a yeah. Google screen over here, yeah. Yeah. And, and we're doing quick references. But I'm talking directly to you all. And I'm saying, how many times has somebody looked you in your face and said, what kind of sense does that make? <laughs> or, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. I don't I, think I can, I, I don't think I can, way. yeah, I don't think I can go with you on that one. <laughs> I'm telling you, these are believers now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Believers. But, watch this, but, but this is what they, but this is what the word says about believers. Yeah. Who are sometimes who don't understand what God has given you. Sure. Sure. It calls them incapable of understanding. You're dealing with a lot of times we're dealing with people who we love with all of our hearts who and we want them to love us. Oh yeah. And we want them to get behind us and push us. But they're just simply not capable of understanding. Okay. We we did this we did this uh, one in a few a few episodes back. Um, we we put out this statement: Don't force your fear on me if I can't force my faith on you. There you go. We put that out a while back, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I'm I just say that I mess you up. Mm-hmm. Yes. We have the Holy Spirit in us. But that don't mean you walking in the Spirit. That it does not mean. It doesn't mean you responding in the Spirit just because you got the Holy Spirit. Right. Mm-hmm. See. Yeah, because you you still battling with this flesh man. Right. Too, and that's that's a constant battle. That's, that's a constant battle. That's all of us. Oh. You know, we have we have our flesh moments and we have our spirit mm-hmm. moments. That's right. And and it's, and as a parent, right? Hmm. I want to hear. Sixteen in the amplified. You have that. Up. Let's read that, man. I want to. I want to. If you can read the amplified. Sixteen. Verse sixteen. I like it. For who has known the mind and the purposes of the Lord, so as to instruct him? 
<laughs> but we have the mind of Christ to be guided by his thoughts and purposes. Man, so <laughs> we have the mind of Christ to be guided by his thoughts and purposes. There we go. So when we come back to the kingdom mandate here, we're talking about mm-hmm. the mess of the kingdom. That's the purpose and the plan. We have to push the good news of the kingdom of God. So everything that we're doing, everything that we're relying upon, it has to be based upon our diligence in pushing this message out. So if you're still struggling, uh, it's not that God has lied. It's the fact that God's purpose and plan, it will be made manifest in your life because his goal is for that. The Bible says his goal is for, you know, uh, all to, to be saved, none to perish and all to be saved. But it takes you and I to to be in position or in line with his word so that we can promote the good news of the kingdom. Even during times of COVID, we, sh- we should be able to promote the uh, message of the, of the kingdom, uh, bringing hope, bringing um, peace, you know, and understanding. God still loves you, you know, and still wants the very best for us. Um, and, and does it shake up your faith? Absolutely it does. During these, this pandemic, does it shake you up? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It should stir you up. It should make you, you know, you got to make a decision for sure. Um, but we have the mind of Christ because of the Holy Spirit. So, yes, we can be guided. We can be led uh, even during this time because this is why God can't speak to you even now, give you instructions. And he's expecting you to do it even during this. Even during this time. So you want to get yeah. away from the struggle. It's time to get away from praying. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say bad prayers. Praying bad prayers. Mm hmm. What is we got, bro? We got I like it. I like it. I like it. Let's go over. All right, I'm I'm gonna jack you up with this one. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna jack you up with this one. Let's go to First Kings, chapter thirteen. Kings and Mandate Ministries needs your involvement to aid in our mission to better serve our community. We have a number of support initiatives, and your donations help us further our mission to provide resources for disabled and retired veterans, life skills coaching, and to raise mental illness awareness. Your tax-deductible gift to Kingdom Mandate Ministries can be made by visiting our website at www.kingdommandateministries.com and clicking Donate. There you will be able to choose your level of support and the initiative you'd like to sponsor. We would like to thank our many partners for your generous support. Because uh, again, we you know we, we, we have to give you all these scriptures to let you all know that we're not just uh, shooting from our hips. Here we actually we actually do study the word here at KM. Despite, <laughs> dis, despite, you know, you know. You know. <laughs> okay, First Kings chapter thirteen. All right, so where do we want to start here? Because this we eleven. 11. Yeah, let's go to 11. Let's go to verse 11. Yeah, the disobedient prophet. The disobedient prophet. Yeah, now <laughs> Now the, the prophets, these were these were the ones. Right. You know, the, these were the ones who you know. Anyway, now there was an old prophet living in Bethel, and his sons came and told him everything that the man of God had done that day in Bethel. They also told their father the words which he had spoken to the king. Their father asked them, which way did he go? For his sons had seen which way the man of God who came from Judah had gone. He said to his sons, saddle the donkey for me. So they saddled the donkey for him and he rode away on it. And he went after the man of God. And he found them sitting under an oak tree. 
and he said to them, are you the man of God who came from Judah? He said, I am. Then he said to him, come home with me and eat bread. He said, I cannot return with you, nor go in with you, nor will I eat bread or drink water with you in this place. <laughs> all right. First of all, I chased you down on a donkey right. to come find you, right. to invite you into my house. To, to break bread. To break bread. I'm being nice. And he help you. And he turned and he turned him down flat. I cannot. I'm at verse 16. I cannot go with you. uh, I cannot return with you, nor go in with you, nor will I eat bread or drink water with you in this place. For I was told by the word of the Lord, you shall not eat bread nor drink water there, nor shall you return by going the way that you came. In the natural mind, that doesn't even. You know, if you let your natural mind take over, you, you, oh, I, God, I understand. I can, I just, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm thirsty, God, no, 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 Mm-mm. no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And and I and I could preach an opening three points and a close yes. on, yes. you know, for I was told, yes, you shall not return by going the way you came. And then watch this. <laughs> Some, some some people looking and listening now were told by God to do something. Mm-hmm. And they are allowing what they see around them to stop them. They've made plans outside of the plan that God had given them. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. So look at what happened. Look at the response. Uh, verse 18. He answered him and said, I too am a prophet as you are. And an angel spoke to me by the word of the Lord saying, bring him back with you to your house so he may eat bread and drink water. But he lied to him. So the man of God went back and ate bread at his house and drank water. I'm going to put a bookmark in that for a minute. (laughs) Okay, so here's a question. I'm going to let you run with this one. (laughs) God told me to do something. I got specific instructions. Don't go, don't eat, don't drink, don't even go the way that you came because I'm taking you in a different direction. I'm telling that I'll preach by itself. And somebody turns around and their response to you is, well, I hear from God too. And he told me to do the very thing that he said that he told you not to do. I'm gonna let you run with it. Right. And and because you know this is very real. Like like this happens all the time. And so many people have missed out on the blessings that God has for them because God has given them something to do and someone else in, in a position of influence and authority just misguided you. They didn't miss really, they didn't misguide you. Yeah. They just operated from their place. From their place. From their place. And you just, you know, submitted to that authority. Mm-hmm. But you got to submit to God's authority. And God's word is final. These are the things. If you don't know the word, that's you'll fall into things like this. You don't know the word. You don't know to stand on the word no matter what happens. That's what I'm saying. Even now, bro. People are supposed to be standing yeah. on the word even right mm-hmm. now. Even right now. How many times has a person of influence... Yeah. 
instructed you to do something that was contrary to what God said. God said, even though that you got to understand, that doesn't make that person unspiritual. It doesn't make that person a bad person. It doesn't even make that person a bad influence. What it makes them is just simply somebody who maybe from James chapter four doesn't understand and is incapable of understanding what the Most High told you to do. Because at the end of the day, and we're going to read about what happened to that prophet for being disobedient. Mm-hmm. Right. But at the end of the day, not, seemingly nothing happened to the man who lied. Think of that. Because watch this. Like we said earlier, everything God gives you, he's going to give you what to do. But he's also got to test you along the way. Mm-hmm. You got to be tested. And I'm not talking about uh, tempted, you know, because people mix those two. Up. We're not talking about being tempted. That's no, that's, that's you know, no, your your lustly desires and things like that. Now we're talking about being tested in your faith, in your resolve. So you got to stop <laughs> yeah. looking at, you know, stop looking at uh, challenge or, or some form of a struggle mm. as as a no or I need to stop. But you need right. to understand certain things are just to test your faith because the next way that's going to come your faith needs to be able to exceed that so you know mm-hmm. it's, it's very real man. yeah yeah so let's let's look at what happened to this prophet uh and we're in verse 20 now it happened as they were sitting at the table doesn't even doesn't even take long for the most high to respond to you when you're disobedient it happened as they were sitting at the table that the word of the lord came to the prophet who had brought him back and he cried out to the man of god who had come from judah Thus says the Lord, because you have disobeyed my uh, the word of the Lord and have not kept the commandment which the Lord your God commanded you, but have come back and eaten bread and drunk water in the place of which the Lord said to you, you shall not <laughs> eat bread nor drink water. Your body shall not come to the tomb of your fathers or your ancestors. After the prophet of the house had eaten the bread and after he had drunk, he saddled up the donkey uh, for the prophet for whom he had brought it back. Now, when he had gone, a lion met him by the road and killed him. His body was thrown in the road with the donkey standing beside it and the lion also standing beside the body. And there were men passing by. They saw the body thrown in the road and the lion standing behind, uh, beside the body. So they came and told about it in the city of Bethel where the old prophet lived. He, he wasn't even all right uh when the prophet <laughs> he will keep on when the prophet had uh brought him back from the from the road i'm sorry when the prophet who had brought him back from the road heard about it he said it is the man of god who was disobedient to the word of to the word of the lord therefore the the lord has given him to the lion which has torn him and killed him in accordance with the word of the lord which he spoke to him he said to his son, he said to his sons, saddle the donkey for me. They saddled it. They went, found the body thrown on the road and the donkey and the lion standing beside the body. And the lion miraculously had not eaten the body nor attacked the donkey. Then the prophet picked up the body of the man, laid it on the donkey, brought it back. He came into the city of Bethel of the old man to mourn and to bury him. Actually, I'm going to stop right there. Okay. Um, and, and, and he ended up not burying, he ended up not being buried in, in, in the land of his ancestors, uh, which was, which is a major custom back in those days. Um, but we're talking, but we're talking here. Um, 
about what happened. Now notice in all of that, the man who lied, you know, passed himself off as a prophet. I'm telling you this for a reason because I know, you know some folk who will lie and pass themselves off as the prophet of God. And they will try to tell you to do the very, convince you to do the very thing God told you not to do in the name of being a prophet. You notice nothing happened to him? No. No. Because when God gives his instructions to you, he's expecting you to do exactly what he called you to do. Mm-hmm. No matter who comes your way, that's the whole point of it. L- listen, man. Um, it, 26 says, it is the man of God who is disobedient to the word of God. It is the man of God who is disobedient to the word of God. Therefore, God has given them to the lion. Now, here's the thing. You know, there are some things that you need to be obedient to. God tells you not to go somewhere. You, you don't need to go somewhere or not to do something. Yeah, because it could be a life or death situation. But when we're talking about being obedient to him concerning a, um, a move you need to make, uh, you, you got to do it because you can just set yourself back by so many years if you fail to do what God calls you to do in a timely manner. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. You know, God ain't out here trying to, he don't have to strike you down like that because of, you know, disobedience. Because, you know, you, you're being led by the Spirit. But at the same time, man, you, you've got to be very mindful of what God is calling you to do. And do what he says do. Like, it doesn't. I, I don't know. You know, it, it's, it's, it's better to be obedient than to make sacrifices. Right, right. Be obedient, right. Yeah, be obedient. Yeah. yeah, he didn't ask for sacrifices. He didn't ask for sacrifices. Just yeah, be obedient. That and and in, and in our modern day yeah. uh, society, among among the body of believers, mm-hmm. you know, lifting your hands and singing a song is is wonderful. Sure, be obedient. Be obedient. Right. Be obedient. He'd rather he'd rather have your obedience than than the song that you're singing. Oh. Thank you for tuning in to the Kingdom Mandate Podcast. Join us again next week as we continue to seek his kingdom. To support Kingdom Mandate Ministries, visit our website at kingdommandateministries.com and click donate. Your generosity is greatly appreciated. Until next week, we pray that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. God bless.